0: So she's been involved in that. They they've come with us on due, you know due diligence, dri- driving the properties. Um, so they're getting a piece of that. You know they're under they're hearing us talk about different deals. Um, so it's it's really cute to hear them talk about it. It,
1: it is, it's fun. Our, our son had a, a school, I don't know if it was a play or just, you know, they all sang a song about what am I gonna be when I grow up. But then they went on the stage and they all dressed up like something they wanted to be. And our son just came up kind of just wearing the same old clothes. He goes, I'm gonna be a real estate owner. <laughs> you know, you got the kids wearing like the football outfits and the baseball and all this stuff and astronauts and whatnot and Elon's like, business
2: real estate business owner that's it hello and hola friends welcome to the medicine marriage and money podcast the only podcast for dual physician couples who want to achieve marital interdependence and financial freedom together in this podcast you will learn how to show up as the best version of yourself so that you can love intentionally and build a stronger and more financially savvy relationship with your spouse And I am your host, a physician mom, a doctor's wife, and a life coach, Dr. Kate Mangona. Welcome. Bienvenidos. Please help me welcome our guests on today's episode of Medicine, Marriage, and Money Dr. Ronnie Shalev and Mr. Ben Winsky. Now, Ronnie Shalev is a former ER doctor who helps frustrated physicians reclaim their free time by earning passive income through real estate investing. Ben Winsky is an entrepreneur, crossfitter, times like 20 years before it was even a thing, real estate investor and gym owner. And this beautiful pair have been married for 11 years and have two human children, one French bulldog, Rocky, and one chameleon, Rango LT, and hundreds of cricket roommates food, whatever you want to call them. So welcome, welcome. Thanks so much for being on my show. Hey, thanks for having us. <laughs> So let's just get started. Um, tell me like, where, where are you guys right now? What are you guys doing?
1: Well, we're living in Dallas and, uh, that's where I met Ronnie. I, uh, started, we both grew up actually blocks away from each other. Um, never knew our families never knew each other. We had mutual friends, but, but never connected. Um, so it's kind of interesting. It took, you know, until I was 35 to, to meet Ryan. So, <laughs> but we, we kind of, our past took us all back to Dallas and uh, we met here. So, but right now we're, we built a great house. We have a great family and uh, great grandparents. Both of them live here. We're super excited to uh, just continue our lives and, and grow together.
2: Awesome and 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 excited. The other exciting thing is the house I've been rehabbing for like seven months now is just like a block away from you guys. <laughs> I know we're so excited to have
0: you as our neighbor. Yay! Yeah. So, where in Dallas did you guys both grow up? We were in North Dallas, um, around uh, uh-
1: Brentfield kind of area. If you know yeah. that that elementary school, but
0: uh, I guess. We never knew each other. We're three years apart, so different friends, different ages. So just kind of missed each other. What about school? Did you guys go to the same school or? No, he went to a different school uh, because he was on uh, the gymnastics team. So he went to a different school.
2: Okay. Well, tell me a little bit more about that. What is this? Uh, because because you're a gym owner, so is this something that and a CrossFitter?
1: That's right. That's right. So I guess uh, I've always been an athlete my whole life. And after college, I didn't have that kind of team. You know, actually, I went to college for gymnastics. So then they ended up dropping our program because of the title nine. So they they dropped the whole men's gymnastics team at Arizona State. And uh, but then I saw a bunch of really pretty cheerleaders saying, Hey, we're having tryouts." So I was like, <laughs> huh, I think I could do that. So I did. And then I joined the cheerleading squad. And then after that, um, I, uh, you know, it was always just been in athletics. So when I graduated college, I didn't really have anything going on as far as the team sport. So I tried a bunch of different stuff running and everything else. So then I just found, found, uh, CrossFit. My friend introduced me to it when I was living in Seattle and, uh, I loved it and just took to it because it used a lot of the gymnastics training that I had in the past. So that's how I got started with that. Um, Uh, then when i moved back to dallas i just said you know what kind of tired of the corporate america thing and uh wanted to just do my own thing and opened a crossfit gym i then opened another one and uh so i had two of them
2: no this is really good okay and was and had you had you met were you married to to ronnie already at this point so Yes.
1: Yes, we opened the first business, got married, and had a baby pretty much at the same time,
0: right, Ronnie? Yeah, we we got married and a month later opened the gym together.
2: Wow! And you were an ER. Were you already an attending, or were you in training? No, I was
0: an ER attending in Dallas, and uh, went into business with with my fiance slash husband. The same, and then <laughs> yeah, and then we did it pretty quickly. We opened the gym and then had a baby like. In the same year so it was it was like bam bam bam
2: <laughs> wow okay and so what would you say is like you learned the most or what was the toughest or, and the biggest learning experience that you took away from all of that together opening the gym having the baby getting married
1: it's it's a lot going on um, especially with just how you spend your time because you know i i became hyper focused on the the gym and trying to get it up and running, and you know, I I have a big construction background, so actually building it, and then coaching and you know wearing every single hat in the in the business was uh, was tough. Uh, and I know Ronnie, I, I took probably more time away from the family and Ronnie than I should have. So it was it was trying to find that balance. I think was a big part of it, and, and a lot of challenge there for sure.
2: Okay. And then, Ronnie, was this your first experience with, like, business? Yeah.
0: Yeah. This was my first experience. It was everything, like uh, signing the lease, you know, being a guarantor on a business that I didn't know much about. And, um, yeah, we took that leap of faith. That was stressful. (laughs) But we did, and it was like, that's why probably going into business in real estate is not as stressful, because we've done it before.
2: Ah, okay. Did you all of a sudden decide that you like loved it, or was it something that kind of grew on you, like this entrepreneurship journey?
0: For me, I am not an entrepreneur at heart. I mean, now I am, um, but I was not. I was like, I just want to be an employee. I just want to be paid. I just want to be told what to do. Um, and just, you know, do my job and keep my head down and and make good money and not think about anything else. Like that was kind of my mindset. And over the last like 12 years, thanks to Ben, uh, he really opened my eyes to entrepreneurship and being a business owner and the freedoms it allows.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. So tell me about that. When, when did that mindset shift happen? Like how long were you head down and be this ER physician, make good money and come to work leave work do what the man tells me
1: i think it happened pretty slowly honestly because it was it was my mind's always spinning up new businesses and ideas and and i just say stuff and then ronnie thinks whatever i say i'm gonna go try to do <laughs> so like it was a shoe store i mean she could chill she doesn't forget anything so she'll name them all off of the things that i'll probably talk to yeah. her about doing
0: we were gonna be candle like birthday candle importers
1: Oh yeah, we got some awesome um, candles that yeah, open up and right. sing happy birthday and turn into a flower. A and-
0: membership massage place. I think I started exploring on my own ideas as my burnout from ER started getting heavier and and more intense. That's when I started exploring and saying, "Hey, what do you think about you know opening a restaurant up? Maybe we should start a car wash." Um, so like a lot of it, his idea started like permeating my brain and saying like, maybe this will be an escape for me.
2: Okay, so tell me then how long were you in, how many years were you an ER physician? 16 years. Okay, and what did you like the most and the least from those 16 years? Uh, I loved saving
0: people's lives and making like a huge impact and figuring out like really complex things with very little information and coming out and saying like, I know exactly what this patient has and being able to help them. Um, and you know, with day in and day out and so many years, it, it that became like second nature to me. So I really loved that. On the flip side, I did not like not knowing. Um, so I felt very stressed when I didn't know uh stressed for lawsuits, stressed for um like worry that I was doing the right thing for the patient, uh stressed out that there weren't resources available. Um so eventually the stress became greater than the like of the job.
2: Yeah, and I feel like I sense that happens to a lot of physicians, right? Especially ER doctors, uh, actually relatively more quickly than than other doctors just because of the nature of your job. Right? So when did you, okay. So how many years had you been in attending when you guys met? I had been two years in attending. Okay. Okay. So you guys were married for actually, a, uh, you were attending for a, a long time then. So it's mm-hmm. almost your whole marriage, right? Right. So, okay. Tell me a little bit about when, when you guys first met and how you knew you were in love with each other all right so we met online
1: yeah
0: we um. met on j-date j-date <laughs> okay and uh, you know uh it's funny because i had dated so much that i was just very closed off and was very you know picky or whatever you want to say and i didn't give people any chances it was like two dates and then i was like okay you're out um so uh third date i told him yeah i don't i don't think this is gonna work out
1: <laughs> and i'm great persistent so i was just like nah you'll like me I'll, I'll grow on you right and i
0: was like i don't know why this person is saying this like i just need to, i'll be your friend like i'll give you the <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, oh my gosh no this sounds just like me and victor keep going i want not yeah, need to hear yeah, more yeah,
1: that, that's pretty much how it started and then uh <laughs> yeah you know, we, just then- kind of texting and talking on the phone and uh and she went to her brother's wedding i think i think i still remember this she was like it costs like 50 cents to send a text i'm not texting you or something so i'm like <laughs> every every text i send was like 50 cents so i put like i just started spelling words out like i send L you know, whatever I wrote, I can't remember yeah, exactly but that I That was I,
0: back when, when we were being charged and I was like, do not do like that was not attractive. Like, don't give me a bill
2: Oh, <laughs> oh he was doing it on purpose. He was racking oh. up your text bill. Oh yeah, my goodness. Yeah. It
1: was a joke, but
0: <laughs> Yeah,
1: uh, yeah. Uh,
0: but you know, he won me over.
1: <laughs> I think it was it was New Year's Eve, actually. I, I invited her to go to uh she had a friend in town and we spent the day uh, i think i took her we went sporting clay shooting and then uh that night or was it the next day
0: the next right. day.
2: shooting shooting
1: yeah, yeah. so I, one of my hobbies I, I love sporting clay shooting it's it's yeah, you know, kind of like
2: oh okay okay okay
1: <laughs> yeah but anyway i took ronnie and her friend And then uh, that that night or the night before it was new year's eve and uh we had a group of us going to a country western place i don't remember what it was called but uh, we went and uh, I tried to dance. It, it was fun. We had some drinks and just had like a great the two time. Step? Yes, <laughs> yeah. like the Texas two-step.
0: Yeah, we that was that was the only time we've gone country western dancing.
2: Oh my gosh! Okay, well we need a plan. We need a plan to do that again because Victor and I love to dance and and um, you learn how to two-step.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, and then uh, you know sparks flew and uh the rest is history
2: (laughs) okay and then you had children yes and i know you know as what what happens when we have children the sparks kind of diminish a little bit Um, tell me about that how that happened what that looked like for you and how you guys got through it yeah uh you know we
0: struggled as newlyweds with a new new child new business and then on top of it our first child had, um, medical issues. Um, so we were, she had to be hospitalized at 15 months for 30 days. So we had a lot of, um, extra struggles, um, which were very stressful and took a toll on our marriage. Um, and, uh, you know, we sought counseling and um, we're able to overcome it and learn techniques to communicate and to share feelings and um, to really like move forward. And we really, we turned around. Um, We're very lucky that we were both stubborn and- Yeah.
2: Oh yeah, stubborn as to stay in the marriage, right? We're gonna make this work. To
1: stay in the marriage is incredibly, yeah. We're both very stubborn people for sure.
2: And so how long did marriage therapy how, how long were you in that? And did you notice it, it helped right away or did it take a while? No, it took a
0: while.
1: It took a while. but also we, we, we went through a few different counselors cause okay. you know, you gotta find someone that resonates with both of you. And so that was a challenge too.
2: Persistence with finding the person who connects with you and what, what would you say were like some helpful techniques? I mean, everybody wants to know. Oh, we, we learned, um, like something called the ear,
0: um, but you're gonna ask me what the ear stands for, and it's it's like empathy. I forgot what it stands for. <laughs> but communication is like you repeat what they say, and then you relate to it, and then you make a future statement. Um, so it was it was like very it felt very unnatural in the beginning. Um, but it's helped us talk through um, a lot of disagreements and um, just connect more. Um, so we learned we learned several of those techniques. Uh, I forgot, I, what was, I forgot the other one. There was another one that was great. Um, but it, now it's kind of
2: like, we just do it. Right, well, yeah, no, these are things like they're so unnatural in the beginning because that's not how you normally talk to people we're not because we're it sounds like what they had you do is listen it, it yes. is. So <laughs>
1: much is just just hearing the other person and not coming up with an instant solution right or you want to or just, just understanding
2: and then that pause kind of helps you like take a moment and your your amygdala stops firing for a second right right, right. it was about it was really about Switching your
0: mindset from like fight or flight, turning that off to actually listening and, you know, figuring out a solution, figuring out you're both on the same, that your goal is the same.
1: Yeah, the, the end, end point, like everyone wants to be, you know, be heard and be happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, do you, how do you get there without being in an argument or, or escalating to the point where it's you, you don't return? that was, you know, we had faced that a lot, you know, just, just fighting and just trying to be the bigger fighter, I guess, you know, when it comes to arguments, um, and, and Ronnie's wicked smart. So it's really hard to, uh, you <laughs> <laughs> heard an argument. So it's not about beating, but you know, coming, coming to an agreement where, uh, you know, we're on the same page again. And, and just like, we can, we can agree to disagree as long as we understand each other was, was important.
2: Oh yeah. No, I know how that, I know how that is. Yeah. To be married to somebody who's just like way, way crazy wicked smart. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: So, okay. Thank goodness for your children. This is what I say because our, our children are kind of like put there and Some people may say they create a lot of turbulence in the relationship or, you know, they can be cause for a lot of stress, but they can also be the cause for, listen, like, look at this, you guys learned how to communicate, empathize and so much stronger at the end. It's like our, you know, our, our children are basically our gifts. Like they teach us how to be more human uh, or accept the fact that we are.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. We are definitely different people than before we had children. For the better,
2: yeah, no, and um, so let's talk about the current. Okay, the current state now. Your children are don't ha- the, have you, have those medical issues resolved, or are those things you still deal with? Yeah, no, they've. Thank
0: God, we're very, very lucky, but they've resolved.
2: So you've got through them. They've resolved. They're a little bit older now. They see examples about how. You communicate so if they do go to therapy or counseling later in life maybe they won't have to go for like the learn the ear because they already know the
0: <laughs> as, soon as, and, as soon as my daughter hears me say i'm hearing you say
2: she's like oh not again <laughs> <laughs> well you know what even if she says that she's gonna start repeating that like when she grows up you know maybe maybe who knows when she's older when she's in a relationship when she's a mom She probably can repeat that, right? Because that's what she's seeing. She's seeing you model it. So it's only a good thing. Um, now are you going to encourage, discourage or neither your children from going into medicine or real estate?
1: We're already encouraging real estate. (laughs) Um, So I think, uh, you know based on what what we're seeing in the you know what i have seeing you know second hand from what ronnie's told me and and the other doctors and physicians i know that i you know i've spoken to medicine's getting tougher and tougher um uh, you know there's there's more stress there's more responsibility more risk less pay uh, corporate america is driving you know driving down the the doctors and just it's it's rough and i you know, being the spouse of someone who's living this, or was living this, it was, it was tough on me too.
0: I mean, we still need doctors. So I don't know, I, I, on one hand, I would say, don't go into it. On the other hand, um, who's going to take care of me? (laughs) Yeah,
2: you're going to have to be, you know, resuscitating yourself, Ronnie. (laughs) CPR
0: on myself, give me an epi. Um, Yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's going to be, it's difficult. It's difficult. Uh, I would just, you know, try to be as transparent as possible. that it's not, you know, roses
2: the whole way. yeah And that's a, there's a whole nother discussion of, yeah, the next generation of doctors or providers, right? Like mid levels and what that's going to look like. So, okay. So your children, are they on board with real estate? Are they helping out already? What kind of things do you have them doing? They are helping with social media.
0: I, I have uh, my my two kids helping create videos on TikTok and Instagram. That's right.
2: We're your TikTok producers. <laughs> Not
0: really. <laughs>
1: kind of. They, they fight about who gets to hold the camera.
0: That's um, pretty funny. Yeah. Um, but my daughter's a whiz on on that kind of stuff. I don't know any of that stuff, so she's like, "Let me let me put some captions and." And, I, you know, so she's been involved in that. They they've come with us on, due, you know, due diligence, dri- driving the properties. Um, so they're getting a piece of that. You know, they're under they're hearing us talk about different deals. Um, so it's it's really cute to hear them talk about it.
1: It, it is. It's fun. Our our son had a, a school I don't know if it was a play or just, you know, they all sang a song about what am I going to be when I grow up. and then they went on the stage and they all dressed up like something they wanted to be. And our son just came up kind of just wearing the same old clothes. He goes, I'm going to be a real estate owner. <laughs> you know, he's you wearing like the football outfits and the baseball and all this stuff and astronauts and whatnot. And Elon's like business, real estate business owner. That's it.
2: Yeah. And I'm just going to wear my regular clothes and yeah, not nothing uh, <laughs> in the,
1: the real estate guys around me, the, the dads that all did real estate have just looked at me and they're like high in me. It's hilarious.
2: That is so cute. Okay. And okay. So let's just talk about the uh, real estate. So uh, let's just talk about finances to close this up here. How do you split up the finances in your house? Cause you guys are both financially smart. Is this something that, well, maybe not initially, I don't know, Ronnie, let me know what did it look like at the beginning of your marriage and what does it look like now? Yeah. Initially it was,
0: we had a challenge trying to figure out how we were going to set it up. because Our spending habits were very different. Um, I'm pretty frugal. Um, and he's not. So I was bringing in, I was the primary breadwinner. Um, and I wanted to, I was in the mindset of like, we're not going to lose money. We're going to try to preserve as much money, lower expenses as much as possible. Um, and, you know, it was a challenge because he didn't come from that type of mindset. Um, so initially it was, you know, trying to figure out how we're going to set this up so that I'm not resentful. He's not resentful. Um, and, uh, you know, it just kind of, and I was making more than he was making. So it's like, what proportion does he put in? Do we have a, a shared pot? And then each one has their own money. So, you know, actually my sister helped us with that. Um trying to figure out like, what's the most logical solution. Um, and it's kind of evolved over the years, but right now we're completely shared. Uh, yeah. Everything. Wait, did you see your sister helped you? My sister helped me decide, like figure out Was like, she a financial
2: advisor or what?
0: No, no. She's, a good, she's a good mediator. <laughs> she's a really good mediator.
1: <laughs> so basically I think that, the term is we, we opened a joint account and we, you know, both contributed into that where our household expenses came from at the start. Um, and then it was, you know, based on what I was making at the time with my gyms um, and some of the investments we were doing, it just, the money went into there for me and, and Ronnie put more money you know, on the same. And then, and then uh, that covered our, our house expenses and our kids thing else, our, our joint expenses, I guess. So then like, basically the the deal was whatever was left over, I could spend, but she sucked out the majority of it. (laughs) (laughs) Not in a bad way. I mean, this is fine. My contribution was there. And, uh, as long as I contributed, you know, the extra I had, I I could go buy ammo or whatever it was I was doing.
2: Ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Spend to fuel your, your hobbies that brought you joy. Right. Did you guys have a spending plan to figure, so you, made sure you filled whatever your bucket to pay the expenses and then did you guys have discretionary funds or how did you know how much um you could go to buy the ammo or like, like the the issue was that we
0: ben doesn't believe in or he didn't believe in budgets at the time
1: i still don't
0: No, in terms of real estate you do in real estate <laughs> i do but not
1: not personal like look like, like he,
0: he's like if i want something i just want to buy it if i can afford it. so i'm like yeah. listen We should have a limited amount that we spend on ourselves and everything else should be saved. Now it's everything else should be invested. So I I, I've switched that mindset. Um, but we're still not, you know, I'm not a huge spender and, and Ben is not either. If anything, I've, I've influenced him in that way. Um, and he's influenced me into investing more and being entrepreneurial and open, being more open-minded on, on various like business ideas.
2: Well, no, and it sounds like there's an other mindset shift. So it's not like, not just how much are we going to save or like, yeah. So it's how much are we going to invest? Right. That's like a huge middle-class to pushing mindset is is saving, right? Lower and then to no, let's invest. And then also what you said, something you said before, we are not going to lose money, you know, when you first got me, we're not going to lose money. You know, that's way different than we're going to go make a lot of money. Yes. How, how are we going to go make a lot of money? Yeah. Right.
1: It's the scarcity to the abundance mindset.
0: Yeah. And we
2: totally- We've
0: shifted. Shifted completely. Yeah.
2: Beautiful. Yeah. Well, what what imp- parting words of wisdom would you like to leave our listeners today? I think it's very
0: important to include your spouse in business ventures, investing um, decisions, uh, it's something that, when you are creating a future together, that you should be doing it together. It shouldn't be just one spouse decides everything, and then is putting their head down and like telling the other spouse, "Okay, you you figure it out, you do it, you're fine." Uh, both of them should, both spouses should be actively involved, actively educated about it, and excited about building their future. And it's possible. It's
1: yeah, I, I agree. I think uh, you know Ronnie and I are building our real estate business together, and it, it's nice that we're we kind of found that we have our own, I guess, sides of the business that we we stay in. She's really been focused on the network, I, I guess, uh, investor relations, really bringing on new great people to that want to create this freedom for themselves, and I found more of a an affinity towards meeting with the brokers and finding opportunities and networking from that perspective. So I think between the two of us, we make a great team. Uh, but I think if we had to work side by side together on everything, I think that would be very difficult for me and her. Uh, but I think coming together to make the big strategic decisions is amazing. And, and we just have so many different ways we think about things that are both really great. So it's, it's been fun to work with Ronnie in that pers- you know, in that way.
2: Yeah, you each kind of have your own thing, like your own individual plan inside the bigger goal, the bigger picture. And what would you say to those people who are like, well, my spouse is just not interested, like they don't care, they don't wanna know about the finances, like that's that's why I take care of it all.
1: I think you have to get them involved because you know, God forbid something happens to one of you, what do you do, right? You don't ever wanna be in that position to not know what you're doing or what's going on. I think that's scary but the prob-
0: but if someone doesn't want to learn that's the challenge right like so uh, I would say getting them excited figuring out what lights them up um, and using that to get them interested and in, to in whatever you're interested in.
2: Mm, I love that Figure out what lights them up Yeah. 'Cause there's a way. We might sometimes we just close off close it off and be like, nope, but you know what? If if they're interested in it, they can learn it. This stuff isn't like rocket science. No, it's not rocket science. Right.
1: But you have to keep keep getting them involved because if you just cut them out and just say, Ah, oh, they're not interested, then it's not gonna work, right? You have to bring them in, like even though this isn't something you love to do, you still need to know this, right? Whatever it is.
0: But if you say you need to know it, they don't want 'cause they're not they are not going to want to. But
1: but you know what? Like <laughs>
0: that's the thing it's getting them excited they have
1: to be they have to want to do it you can't make somebody do anything ever i've learned that
2: (laughs) it's finding what lights them up yeah staying curious i love it but
1: but, but also recognizing the importance of financial wherewithal and and being educated so that's that is
2: well that's beautiful so if people want to reach out to you invest with you where do they find you they can email us at
0: info at shalwinproperties s h a l w i n properties um, or we have a, a free webinar that they can check out invest dot shalwin properties.com.
2: Perfect, and that's your Instagram and your Facebook too, right? At Shalwin Properties. Yes show on properties okay beautiful well thank you so much for coming on my show today thank
0: Thank you you for having us
2: so what an amazing interview with dr ronnie shalev and mr ben winsky so beautiful so my big take-home points from the shalev winsky family Number one, include your spouse. Include your spouse in the finances and investing and building your future. Get them excited about it. If they aren't, or maybe if you're the one who's not, find out what lights you up. What lights them up? Why? Because your financial future is important. Nobody's going to care about it the way you care about it. Not saying that you're gonna be living in a box in 10 years, but would you rather be living your dream, having the freedom to spend the time with the way you want to, the way you want to spend it with who you want to spend it? Or do you want to be caught in a grind that you're super unhappy about, worrying whether you did the wrong thing and having to jump through all these hoops because hey, you know what? Medicine's not what it used to be. And I'm not saying you have to change your change, not saying you have to leave medicine like Ronnie did because you can totally learn to be happy there or you can find happiness elsewhere. But the, the, the way you find your spark is by continuing, the way you find what lights you up is by continuing to get out there and try different things. Okay, well, I don't like sitting down and creating a budget or a spending plan so what do I like to do I like to go create more money I like to go invest I like to go talk to brokers get a team together buy an apartment building mmm okay that's okay if you can learn to create enough money so that you don't have to worry about a budget power to you my friend find out what lights you up what lights your partner up so that you can invest together create your future together. Number two, ear. We're not quite sure what it stands for. Something about empathy, um, maybe rep rep, repeat. (laughs) We're not quite sure what the A stands for, but empathy, A and repeat. What does it mean? It means that when you are in argument or a discussion. It might get a little heated with your spouse. Instead of yelling back or shutting down or reacting, you're going to first have empathy. What does that mean? Figure out how your partner, how your spouse may feel. Then repeat back what you're hearing. Hmm. Maybe what you're hearing isn't what they said. Maybe what they said isn't what they meant or wanted to say so repeat it back okay may feel very awkward at first but after a repetition and practice it's just gonna become natural it's second nature now Ronnie every day she says so what I hear you're saying what I hear you saying is oh no yeah my mom was listening <laughs> yes some moms don't listen but Ronnie." She listens, and while it might be annoying, (laughs) or another thing that her daughter hears, you know what? She's being empathetic, she's listening, and she's learning how to communicate with her daughter the same way she did with her spouse. Number three, spending plans and budgets aren't for everyone. And that's okay. I think I kind of mentioned this in number one, but that's okay. I wanted to reemphasize this because listen, y'all, we are constantly talking about getting on a budget or creating a spending plan. That's just something like financial advisors talk about money coaches. A lot of people talk about it, right? Like, well, you need a spending plan. You need one. Well, do you, I don't know if you can create, people are, people get so concerned and caught up with, Oh, well, uh, I'm not you know, uh, if I can't save, I need, I need to save this. I need to save this, not spend that. Let's just not lose the money. Okay. We're losing the money. And other people, you know, other people have the same fear about time. Oh, I'm gonna, I know I do. You know, I just lost five minutes of my day. I just left an hour of my day, wasted it on this and this and that. Same thing with money. Oh, I don't want to waste my money. I don't want to lose my money. Well, guess what? If you create, a lot more money, then you don't even have to worry about it. Okay, so now I'm not saying that I I I don't I don't necessarily have a spending plan. I, I have a discretionary fund. Me and Victor give each other uh, give ourselves discretionary funds out of our paychecks once a month, so that we do have um, money surplus that we can spend upon ourselves without feeling like we are. Um, wasting money, right? We still invest. We invest first, invest always, pay ourselves first, invest first. Then the indiscretionaries comes. Okay. So it's just not for everybody. And that is okay. And I hope you guys walk away asking yourself, am I living in a scarcity mindset when it comes to time or money? am i learning how to communicate better with my spouse or with my children on a daily basis how can i listen more intently with every conversation and what lights me up in terms of investing and finances and how can i encourage or support my spouse, as we figure out what lights them up in terms of finances and investing. And that is it, my lovelies. I hope you free, fly, fly away, spread love into this world, spread joy, spread your investments. Whatever knowledge you have, give it back. If you learned anything on this episode, which there were so many good points, so many big mindset shifts uh, that we witnessed with Ronnie and Ben and in their, in their marriage and their lifetime. And please share it with somebody. Share this episode with a friend who needs to hear it. Post it on your social media account. And I would love it if you wrote me review. Talk about giving back. If you want to give back, if you write me a review on iTunes right now, then that makes it just a little bit more visible for the next person to see it, download it, and listen to it, and learn. Because we need so many more of these concepts out in the world. Medicine, marriage, and money, and how we can create things together on our journey towards to Fulfillment, happiness, and it's a journey. It's just not the end, right? So please share, write a review, subscribe, and reach out to me. If you're having difficulty taking home any of these concepts, if you are ruminating after arguments with your spouse, if you cannot figure out how to get on the same financial page, if you are finding yourselves arguing more, Then you are connecting and loving, if you can't find time for yourself and your spouse, if you think you're just gonna do it later, if you feel like you're just living with a roommate, if you're like, if you're telling yourself, well, this is just the point of my life when I'm focusing on my kids instead of my spouse or instead of myself, this is what everybody does. Listen, y'all, this is not what everybody does. If you wanna prevent years of resentment, emotional pain and suffering and reconnect reignite those sparks in your marriage reach out to me we can do this we can do it and as little as eight coaching sessions I have turned people's relationships around I have the testimonials to prove it reach out to me I would love to get on a phone call with you and figure out how we can get you on your way to joy bliss happiness love connection in your relationship and most importantly with yourself if you're not finding fulfillment in your own career with yourself. So if you're still listening, God bless y'all. I love y'all. And if you heard some little sniffles over here, some little peeps, that is little baby Isla. She is saying goodbye, peace out. Much love to you and your spouse. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional, medical, or financial advice. The opinions provided on this podcast are those of myself or the invited guest alone. They do not represent the opinions of any particular institution. Always seek the advice of your physician or financial advisor with any questions you may have of a medical condition or financial plan. This is for your entertainment only.